Hello and welcome to episode six of this podcast series. In this episode, I speak with Martin Oog. Martin is a mindset coach with an office in Ornmore, County Galway. He uses his own experience of overcoming loss and rebuilding his life to work with clients who are struggling or stuck in their own lives. Martin set up Mind Over Mountains in 2020, and this is an initiative combining coaching, mentoring and the great outdoors. Marching Oog uses his own experience of loss to work with his clients and he brings all of this experience to the table when working with clients. Okay, I'm here with Marching Oog from Mind Over Mountains. He's coaching business based in Ornmore in County Galway. So I'm thrilled to have you, Martin, on the podcast. Thank you. And I know I've been following you on Instagram and LinkedIn, and uh, you've had some really kind of great messages to give people that are overcoming their struggles or trying to overcome or stuck. And I know maybe tell tell us a little bit about yourself, about how your journey came to to be a coach. I know you coach businesses and also individuals. Well, it's a, it's a long story, Julie, but we'll, I'll try to shorten it. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, I, was, uh, I wrote a book on the whole thing, and, and that's been very successful for me, Mind Over Mountains, I called the book as well. But um, I started, uh, my upbringing was brought up in Connemara, a place called Carrow. I was the eldest of seven. My father died at 37. I was eight. So okay. I think from right. that age, I kind of took on a bit of responsibility. Yeah, I didn't yeah, want to be yeah. a burden to my mother. From there, I became very successful, really, very early. I played a lot of sport. I played county football for a couple right. of years, and it was unheard of for a Connemara person at that stage right. to get onto county teams, but I managed it. So I must, there must have been talent someplace. <laughs> but um, business life um, took off for me as well. I got into excavation, plant and machinery. Okay. I had a lot right. of trucks and a lot of uh, machinery. And I became a millionaire in my late 20s, actually. Wow. I made a lot of money very quickly okay. Uh, okay. at that business. Yeah. I used to do an awful lot of work around Galway, you know, for some of the big builders like O'Malley Construction. People, yeah. you know, construction yeah. might have yeah. bought houses off them and that. I used to do all their work, like I would have done all the excavation of the Air Square Centre, uh, Jury's Hotel, Galway Bay Hotel, and then all the housing estates around. So that was the early days, I suppose, really. Then I went on to set up a second company. Uh, and I started doing small projects, developing projects like housing schemes and, and commercial buildings and that. And uh, I ran both businesses. One kind of suited the other. Plus, yeah. I was still doing a lot of work for um, for outside builders as well. So that was kind of where mm-hmm. I started. And that's where I built my business. I had yeah. a lot of people working for me for many years. So mm-hmm. the plant and machinery business, I had it for over 34 years. Wow. And I had guys with me for probably 30 of those years. Wow. And some of them okay. still contact me to this yeah, day. Yeah, of uh, course. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, then I suppose, uh, Julie, um, I, in 2008-2009, when the global financial crisis came, and it yeah. is, one of my businesses was heavily extended, which was the construction business because I had a lot of borrowings and a lot of loans okay. on sites that were, some of them were in planning and yeah. some of them I hadn't even got into planning with and I'd paid a lot, top dollar for them. Uh, so very quickly, the values of those uh, parcels of land, um, they, they tumbled overnight, really, mm-hmm. literally. 
But unfortunately for me, looking back at it now, and I had done a lot of looking back at it, yeah. especially writing the book and that, I had both my businesses in one bank. Okay. And uh, when they couldn't get any equity out of one, they began to target the other. Okay. And it made my life really difficult. Uh, I was yeah. married for over 26 years. My marriage broke up. The pressure yeah. was just unreal. Too much. Yeah. yeah. I, I, the stress levels were just through the roof. I didn't. Global financial crisis, I didn't know what that was. I, yeah. I just took it on board as my crisis. Decisions yeah. I'd made, if you want to call them mistakes I made, whatever it was, yeah. I just totally blamed myself. Yeah. I hated yeah. myself. Um, I couldn't look in the mirror at myself, and I was in a difficult place for a couple of years. Okay. I was trying to be, I, I mentioned it in the book, I reference it as trying to be putting out a forest fire with yeah. a garden hose. Okay, yeah. And that's the way I felt. So you've well. really experienced, yes. yeah, you've been down yeah. there, experienced that real loss. Well, I have really, and I was in a really bad place. Yeah. I considered suicide a couple of times. I was oh, that low. Oh, my gosh. Right? And it yeah. was it was yeah. not a good place to be. No. And so what brought you from there to <laughs> where you are today <laughs> with the mind of our mountains? This you is, know, that has to be, I'm so interested in that, you know. How did you make that over the, the bridge? The six million dollar yeah, question. Uh, I'm, yeah. li- I'm leaving bits out, which I'll go back to, Julie. Yeah. I think uh, like it's funny you asked me that question because I got asked it recently by a lady who's working for a company in, in, in Limerick. And they were organizing a thing for their clients and that, and they wanted to bring in a few guest speakers. I do a bit of that as well, some guest yeah. speaking. I, do go, I go into a lot of schools and that, actually. But I, do, I go into companies and I do yeah. a bit of guest speaking, public speaking as well. But... She asked me, she said, how would you describe yourself? And I said to her, um, we were on a Zoom call. Well, I said, I used to be very successful. And I could see her looking at me in the camera. And she said, well, what do you mean? Well, I said, in this country, I said, uh, we equate kind of people's success, I said, with what they drive, yeah. where they live, yeah. uh, what role they fill, whether it's their career or their business or whatever else. Yeah. And I said, uh, I was that person, I said, who was yeah. flying around in helicopters, I said, and right. turning over millions. And she yeah. said, uh, and, well, I said, no, I said, uh, I'm more successful than I ever was. And well, she said, tell me why. Okay. And yeah. I said, that's been my journey. So yeah. that leaves me to answer your question. Yeah. Like during that time, I suppose, when I was in, in a very bad place, very low, yeah. uh, one of my sisters rang me. And there's one person, I suppose, in every family that everyone's afraid of. And that sister uh, is Angela in our family. Yeah. Even though I'm the yeah. eldest, when she asks you or tells you to do something, you're inclined to do it. Yes. That. So to make a long story okay. very short, she contacted me one night during my yeah. my uh, darkness, my, my years of darkness. Yeah. And she said to me, um, you haven't killed anyone, she said. She yeah. asked me straight up, very to the point. She said, are you drinking? I said, no, good, she said. So um, I want you to go to someone. So, of course, I cursed and I swear at her. I can't do it on this Okay, fair enough. Now. All right. And I told her I wasn't going to any sort of a quack or anything else. Yeah. And she said, this person is a life coach. I did not know 15 years ago what a life coach was. Myself, no. All right. So yeah. reluctantly, I yeah. took her advice. Yeah. And I went to that lady and uh, it was a turning point. For me, wow. huge. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. It was amazing. Yeah. The, 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 yeah. I, and I thought so highly of what I had gone through myself yeah. that I went back years later to qualify and become a life coach myself. Okay. Okay. Now I think I'd always had a bit of empathy and emotional intelligence. Would it be areas that I'd be very strong in? That'd be yeah. my, my list of values. But that yeah. helped me probably become a life coach as well. But the experience and I found it so beneficial for myself that I decided mm. to go back. Yeah. But um, gradually and slowly during that time, I began to look at my situation. I had okay. to accept it. 
Okay. That was a big one, and I'd be saying that to people maybe listening to this. Okay, that's a key thing, acceptance of where you are. Maybe struggling, is, like yeah. stop blaming. Okay, uh, so what are you saying is accept you accepting where you are at? Exactly. Okay. Uh, and uh, and whatever situation you're in, you know, we're yeah. trying to blame everything and everybody. Yeah. Blame ourselves yeah. as well. Yep. Every, all you're doing is, is loading yourself down with, with torture. Okay. So I began to slowly stop doing that. Okay. No, it took a while. I began to appreciate simple things. Okay. I began to appreciate waking up in the morning, a cup of coffee for myself. Just being grateful for... I began to appreciate going out for a walk. Once I knew I was going someplace where nobody would see me. My mother tells me now, and she's 87, that, you know, I was such a big fish in a small pond. Yeah. But I was creating a lot of employment. Yeah. Uh, anything that was happening where there was machinery and trucks involved, I was in the middle of it. I'm there to somebody who couldn't look at himself in the mirror. That was yeah, a that's place. a big, that's a big But gradually, change. I began to get a little bit of confidence in myself. Yeah. Next step was to, okay, my life is in smithereens all around me. The jigsaw is spread all over the place. Yeah. Can I rebuild some of it? What is it within my control? My thoughts about okay. everything uh, were heavily laden with guilt uh, huge responsibility, yeah. uh, embarrassment, and all of that that goes with yeah. loss. So it took me a while. The appreciation came from simple stuff. Now, sometimes when I walked, I had moved in with my sister. She had a converted garage. Okay. I moved out of the village at home in Carraro and moved out of the family home. My sister's place was close enough to the sea. Mm-hmm. And I used to go down mornings at 4 a.m. I wasn't sleeping for a long time or a couple of hours. Mm-hmm. And some mornings I cried. And other mornings I came up and it was just full of life. Yeah. I listened yeah. to the sea and listened to the seagulls yeah. and whatever. Yeah. It was just. Yeah. But I yeah. just, I, I, I went back and I visited that life coach. She was a lady right. yeah. since. Yeah. And I said to her, I said, why did you decide? I said, to keep working with me. Because yeah. as a life coach myself now, there's a point where if somebody comes to you to want to work with you, you have to make a call on whether you think you can help that person. Yes. Or whether you think you need to refer them to a therapist or a counsellor okay. or somebody else okay. for whatever issues. Yeah. I knew yeah. I was in that territory. But she said to me straight up, she said, there was something flickering yeah. that I noticed, she said, within you. Yeah. And she said, every time you came back to me, she said, that flame was getting stronger. Yeah. So she, yeah. So she said, I decided to yeah. work with you. Yeah. So she made a good call. She did. Actually, yeah. And I'm so yeah. grateful that she did. But yeah. it took it took time. But I stopped blaming myself. Okay. And I started picking up the pieces that I felt yeah. I could control and yeah. that I had influence over. And that's a big yeah. thing. Like when you're in a situation like that, finding and deciding first that, okay, there's a lot of stuff here that it's totally outside my control. I yeah. cannot change it. And I am where I am. So, okay, what can I change? My own thought process, how I think about life, how I think about myself. Okay, okay, certain yeah. things happened, yeah. which resulted in certain things. Yeah. People have paid a price, people who've worked for me for a long time. My own family situation, myself yeah. more than anyone, which yeah. was the last thing I realised. So yeah. realising all that and beginning to look at, okay, what can I control? Yeah. That was yeah. the first building block for me. Yeah, yeah. And then the second one was to reach out for help, which is huge. Yeah. Like, yeah, there no, may no, be no. people listening Not to easy. this... Um, who may not have that strength because it takes a certain amount of strength to reach out. Yeah. Well, it depends on your situation. But yeah. I felt in my situation, everything was black. 
I was in a tunnel and there was a train but just coming towards me yeah. at a hundred miles an yeah. hour, I felt, with the lights on and I couldn't see where I was going. That's what it felt like, yeah. or worse. But th- there was another thing that happened too. I would have thought uh, New Year's Eve, if I was out with you, I'd have been a pain in the you-know-where because I was sending text messages to people. Happy right. New Happy Year, New wishing year. you the best. Because yeah. I had yeah. hundred friends, didn't I? But when Marchie yeah. was living in his sister's converted garage in a not-so-good place, there was none of them. There was out of those hundred friends too. Okay. And rang me and met Big me discovery. Regularly. Yeah. Huge discovery. Yeah. yeah. Marching yeah. wasn't as important to people as he thought he was. Yes. yes. Marching wasn't yeah. as good and kind and helpful to people as he thought yeah. he should get in yeah. return. Yeah. No. Yeah. But there was two people. Yeah. And they weren't psychologists. They weren't counsellors. They weren't therapists. They weren't coaches. They were friends. Two good mates. And yeah. sometimes reaching out to a friend. This yeah. where it starts and saying, yeah. hello, how are you? Yeah. Do you want a yeah. cup of coffee? Yeah. Yeah. I don't yeah. know what you're going through, but do you want to talk to me about it? It makes such a difference. Yeah. And yeah. that's where it started for me. Yeah. Then yeah. my sister came in and advising me to go to this person, who happened to be a lady, which I eventually did. And all of that, seeing those guys' text messages and phone numbers coming up, phone every so often, yeah. meant so yeah. much to me. They yeah. cared. So gradually I began to yeah. get a little bit of confidence. Yeah. I began to look at what I could deal with and I began to leave the other side. Yeah. The other stuff to one okay. side. And yeah. that was that was monumental really. It took yeah. it took a while. Yeah. Uh, yeah. and to come yeah. from that low place. There's another side to me then which I haven't mentioned yet, like I I did say I was a county footballer. Yes. I played minor on the one junior. Yeah. I was on big the sports senior team. background. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big yeah. sports background. But I had a career ending injury in nineteen eighty four. Okay. I was in the Galway senior team and uh, I badly hurt my knee. Now at the time we weren't quite sure what what was wrong. So they took out my cartilage. So I went back, I rebuilt it and rehabbed it and I went back again a couple of months later and I kept breaking down. So they decided again to send me for an exploratory operation to the Blackrock Clinic and they did keyhole surgery on me. Like that was kind of very new. Very early days, in, in yeah. The 80s, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know people with many knee ailments at the time. So I went up again to the consultant who had um, carried out the keyhole surgery a couple of days later in the Blackrock Clinic. And I'll never forget him, he was a big Kerry man, um, Professor Horson. And he came in and he flung a file on the desk and he said, What's your story, Mr. McDonough? Right. And I said, sorry. And he said to me, uh, can you afford, he said, to be four or five months out of work, he said, to rehab properly. He said, I need to rebuild your knee. It's right. And I looked at him and I said, I was after getting married in 1983. And I started the business. I, I think I had two trucks at the time and maybe one or two excavators. Okay. So it was building. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a mortgage, of course. And uh, I think around the same time, my son was born, Sean. Okay. So, so it was I all said happening. to him, I said, there's a lot happening. I said, there's no way I said, I'd be able to get that much time yeah, to rehab. Well, yeah. he said point blank like he hit me with a sledgehammer on top of the head he said your county career is finished so he said okay he said, i don't think you'll even get away with playing for the club and he was right and he did add he said uh you'd have to take up one or two things he said if you don't rebuild your knee and i said what he said cycling or swimming which okay. one he said you'd have to do a lot of because he said to have a bit of stability in that knee and I think about, and I, I kind of went on with the club for a while then, but I kept breaking down. So I started managing the teams in the club because I had the county experience. The experience. So I had a lot to bring to the table okay. to a Connemara yeah. club at the time. Mm-hmm. So we started being successful. Mm-hmm. And I found I had a great way with the 
players and that they mm. listen to me and it's amazing now with what I'm doing. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Even yeah. back then, there was probably... There was a, the, the foundation was there for the yeah. coach. Yeah. So the I did that today. for a couple of years and I, yeah. I took up a bit of cycling and I started to enjoy the cycling. Okay. So I started to do the challenges like the car up cycle and different ones yeah. around Ireland for charities and raising. And then in 1999, I think I heard about uh, this National Council for the Blind, the organisation, were organising a um, sponsored cycle from yeah. coast to coast in America. Yeah. yeah. So that kind of tweaked my interest. And I said, I wonder would I be able for that? Yeah. So I went and I found out more information about it. One of the things was we had to raise £10,000. Wow. Okay. All right. So of course I was a businessman. Yeah. Okay. So it was right up your street. Training. I said, well, and it was one of the things the consultant told me I should be able to do. And I had been cycling and I was enjoying it. And I found that the hardship of cycling didn't bother me hugely. I found that my mindset was strong. Yeah. 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 So I decided to sign up for that. And I did. And I cycled across America in 2000. I was one of 32 cycles. 3,000 miles or something like that? You've read up on it. I have. Well done. Yeah, I did my research, Martin. Well done, yeah. It was uh, 3,000 miles in 25 days. And we raised a lot of funds for for the National Council for the Blind at the time. So that was a big thing. It was a big deal to get it done. It was unheard of. I've never, outside of the crew that did it, I've never heard of too many people who've cycled across America. I know a lot of cyclists, but no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there was... There was that sporting interest I had, and I kept like uh, I've done so many things with that gammy knee. You've you climbed mountains in the yeah. last couple of years. I've started climbing mountains. I've been to Everest Base Camp. All right. I've yeah. done Kilimanjaro. Okay. And I'm yeah. only recently back from a big uh, mountain, the biggest mountain outside of the Himalayas, actually yeah. in the world. It's yeah. called Akankagua. Wow. It's okay. one of the seven summits. It's seven thousand meters. Oh my gosh. So the okay. month we were out there, four people died on the mountain. So it's oh, a serious okay. one. It's, it's a big one. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. It's for experience. I'm, I'm lucky. My son does a lot of these with me. Okay. He doesn't struggle as much as okay. I do. Okay. And he doesn't have to prepare as hard as I do. So. Well, if I was with you, I'd be struggling a lot. Yeah. But, <laughs> but, uh, you're, but so <laughs> it, it's really interesting. You, you combine some of this stuff with your coaching. This is some of the, your outdoors. I do. Well, I qualified as a life coach and then I kind of, I, I wasn't, uh, officially doing life coaching. The, the best description I can give listeners and yourself as I was meeting people at filling stations and coffee shops yeah. and kind of reaching out to me. Okay, yeah. But apart from paying from a coffee, I wasn't charging for okay. it. Right. And I had taken up a couple of different roles. I worked as a transport manager with an oil company, Sweeney Oil, here in Galway. Okay. For a while. And my yeah. transport background, of course. Yeah. Even though I was then a qualified life coach, I yeah. became a qualified yeah. life coach around the same yeah. time. Then I went sat in trucks, Renault trucks, for a couple of years, okay. But I was begin- beginning to be drawn and drawn more to, to the coaching. The coaching. Now, uh, the other side of it is I I kind of went from steady employment where I had a good role, good salary, mm-hmm. company car, and a few things, and that was a big step. Like, yeah. It was like jumping off the cliffs of more without a parachute. Yeah. yeah. But I felt so strongly about what. I wanted to do and I don't know people call it a calling I'd never call it that but I just felt that I was able to help people Mm -hmm. and some people say to me well what kind of people and I don't generalize I feel that every one of us every single person and I'm dealing with business I'm dealing with management level I'm dealing with leaders and CEOs 
and dealing with, yeah. if you want to call them ordinary people who work ordinary jobs. Yeah. Never call yeah. them ordinary people because everybody everybody's their own, their, gifts everybody's their own story. Different. Yeah. But I don't care if somebody likes what I'm about and likes the message I'm putting out there in Mind Over Mountains. And I have a huge following in social media. Yeah. And if they feel that I can help them in some way, yeah. I'm not going to say no within yeah. reason. But I meet them and if I feel that they're ready to be coached. Yeah. Because the big message I want to give, and it's very important that, like, in this country, it's been very slow for coaching of any type. I do some business coaching, but I focus on mindset coach. And that is slow because there is the mentality of, if you said, well, I'm going to mark your man in mind over mountains, I'm doing a bit of coaching with him. Is there something wrong with you? Like, yeah. I'm not a counsellor or a therapist. They specialise in their own fields. Yeah. And I know right away when I meet a person whether I think they should go to one of them okay. or I think I'll be able yeah. to help them. Yeah. And that's a strong message I want to put out to people that, no, there's nothing wrong with you. It's, yeah. You may have decisions to make that you're struggling with. You may want to decide to change your career. You may be running a business with 20 employees or 2,000 employees and you want yeah. to make sure that you're on top of your game. You may be very business and career and work orientated. You may have other interests you want to develop. You may not have a clue what you want, but you want to sit down in front of someone, have an honest conversation with them and see where it goes. That's yeah. where I come in. In a kind I, of neutral space. Exactly. That's your, yeah. To give yeah. the person support yeah. when they want it yeah. and to give them the kick in the you-know-where, yeah. challenge yeah. them if they need it yeah. as well. I became really good at listening. Yeah. And okay. that's the secret. Okay. Because it's yeah. not about me. You're not telling. If I was no. here as your client now, you're not going to be telling me what to do. No, and some. Uh, I'm glad we brought that up between okay. us. Okay. Because some people who sit in this room with me, I have a consultation room here and more and more, some people will sit down and they'll say to me after an hour, oh, I thought you'd tell me what to do. It doesn't work that way. And yeah. that's why I think what I do is magical. And anybody who's in the same position that I'm in and doing yeah. the same thing I'm doing. Because... It's coming, the person sitting in front of you, the client, they come up with their own solutions. Yeah. They came up with, with their own ways of basically, doing things. It's basically the person has the answers. Exactly. So I'm interested in a couple of things you said earlier, okay. you know, about um, accepting where we are because the, 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 this podcast is simply holistic living, feeding the mind, body, soul. And when I was calling to, to chat, to have you on the podcast um, today, I was thinking you can't feed the mind, body and soul if you don't accept where you are yes and take that responsibility and this is what you've talked about today you know mm -hmm. so if somebody's struggling and stuck and in that dark place mm -hmm. not knowing what to do mm -hmm. I, I you know you're not going to come along and say hey, you know you, you know how about mm -hmm. feeding the mind body soul yes. quite, quite. so how do if i come to you and i'm stuck and i'm in that spot mm -hmm. in despair mm -hmm. that you you've walked that walk mm -hmm. You've, you've come over that bridge. You've come to where you're at now. Mm -hmm. What kind of things are you going to, you know, what are the basic kind of things you're going to say to me? You know, I'm kind of, you know, if somebody's listening to this and they're mm -hmm. really stuck and they're saying, oh, that's fine what Marching Oak is saying and mm -hmm. what they're talking about. But, you know, mm -hmm. how do I get from my chair, my couch yeah, and the, the IRO usually follows that. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a very good yeah. question. And I'm glad you asked me. Yeah. Um, firstly, I did a post actually recently. I do a lot of posts on social media. Um, and I have a huge following, as I said. I did a post recently about um, junk happiness. Yes. And 
a lot of us and most of us, like we all need to feed that part of ourselves at times. That, yeah. you know, it's like a little celebration you give yourself. Yeah. Have yeah. a few glasses of wine or the few pints of the weekend yeah. or yeah. have the apple tart or eat the pizza or whatever it is you do. Yeah. But unfortunately, there's dark sides to it as well. Yeah. You know, there's abuse of porn. There's there's all kinds of abuses that I don't want to get into here, but you know yeah. what I'm talking yeah. about. And so will yeah. everyone listening. Yeah. But the, the problem and the issue comes when the junk happiness gets a grip of us. Yeah. And we yeah. need these fixes often yeah. and regular yeah. to get through life. Yeah. Yeah. So what I'm saying to people is, okay, acknowledge that and say, is this doing me any good long term? Is this going to actually deal with whatever is causing me to want to put myself through all of that? Should I go and have a chat or should I have someone look at where I'm at yeah. and try and help me? Do you know what? Where are the pain points? What are the parts of my life that I'm not 100% happy with that's forcing me to get my kicks out of that stuff that doesn't last? Yeah. Usually after doing it, it makes me feel bad. Yeah. And I'm nearly yeah. worse afterwards than I was yeah. before. Yeah. So the first thing I do with someone who decides that they want to reach out to me, doesn't matter what level this person comes from, as yeah. I spent about 10 minutes congratulating them. Yeah. Because it's a huge step. Massive. Yeah. I did it myself. And I classify myself as a brave man, not yeah. afraid of many things. Yeah. Yeah. I was afraid of that phone call. And I had a lady this morning who contacted me for the first time. And I said to her straight up, I said, how many times this morning were you going to cancel it? I caught the phone 10 times, she said, to send you a text message. Yeah. To come up with some excuse. Yeah. And I said to her, how do you feel now? And she said, I left out something. She said, for the previous six months, she said, I've caught the phone 15 times to call you, but I put it down. Yeah. So I congratulated yeah. her and I kept congratulating her. Yeah. That's a huge step for that lady. Huge. Massive. It's huge. Yeah. You know, and th- that's yeah. the first part of this. That And that's what I love. Once I get that person on the phone or sitting in front yeah. of me, wow, that's a huge, massive. They've, yeah. they've torn down all the barriers. Yeah, yeah. And they're yeah. beginning to say, well, there's nothing wrong with me, Martin, but I need to make some decisions. I'm very critical of myself. Yeah. I have a lot of self-limiting beliefs. And that's the way it goes. Yeah. And I feel like they're holding me back. Okay, all right. Tell me more about that. How do you feel when that happens? What's making you feel that way? And yeah. that's the way it goes. Yeah. And it's yeah. a conversation. Yeah. Like, yeah. I've designed a program, as I've referenced yeah. earlier. Tell us. It's called Navigating Your Own Pathway. Yeah, okay. It's a two-month program. Oh. And there's five modules. But okay. during that, two, no, it never gets done in two months because life kicks in. I set it at two months and sometimes yeah. it goes on to nearly three months because yeah. people go away on holidays, they need to take a few days or whatever. Yeah. Try yeah. to get sick or partner yeah. wants to bring them some, whatever it is. So there's five modules that you get through. I send a module every week if I can and if the person is able to receive it by email. And there you read through the module. There's one on, you know, looking at your situation where you are at the yeah. moment. There's a, one we do called the Wheel of Life, where you score yourself in different parts yeah. of your life. Spiritual, financial, career, relationships, the finances. Mm-hmm. There's a lot mm-hmm. of different headings mm-hmm. and you score yourself. And then we look at different areas. What are your values? Have you looked at your values since you became 20, 30, 50, 60? Yeah. Because our values are changing. And what parts of your life are you living? Kind of living with those values yeah and what yeah. parts are you not and you kind of i get the person there's a couple little of exercises on the end of each module you'd have them done in 15 minutes gets you into that thinking kind yeah. of process okay. then we look at other stuff we look at your uh, influential factors 
okay. the positive ones in your okay. life and okay. the negative ones. Yeah. And yeah. that's a very interesting one. Sometimes it can be the company you're keeping. Yes. It can be okay. the friends you have. Yeah. Can be closer than that at times. Yeah. Yeah. And it sometimes it can kind of derail people where yeah. there's somebody yeah. very close and who's not happy with the changes they're making. So it yeah. takes a conversation and it takes kind of standing yeah. back and saying, okay, I'm immersing yeah. myself in stuff here that's actually not doing me any good. So yeah. people find yeah. that interesting. But we delve into it and people yeah. kind of, they come yeah. to their own conclusions about it. I look yeah. at mindset then, which I, I work mm. as a mindset yeah. coach. I feel that um, having a positive growth mindset is critical to everything. By that, I mean who, people who have a fixed mindset would often say to me, well, I was never any good at that. I was always useless at that. So talk to me a little bit about mindset. Okay. You know, people have to think about mindset. Oh, mm -hmm. it's that positive thinking again. You know, mm -hmm. yeah. I can't stand this kind of, oh, you must yeah. be positive all mm -hmm. the time yeah. and all that popular psychology. Mm -hmm. That's not what you're talking about when you're talking about mindset. No, it's not. No, no it's not. Not at all, actually. Um, well, having gone through what I've gone through myself, I think I have yeah. a grassroots, really good basis on it. If you have put yourself in my shoes and, like, just as an example, I'm using it now, like, to try and find positive pieces in that jigsaw of my life that was scattered all over the floor would have been next to impossible. But I found some, and everybody can. Yeah. But what I mean, it's not the happy-go-lucky, sure, my life is great, yeah. look at me. Yeah. It's to pick up the, well, Martin, okay, what are your values? You're a kind person. You're a strong man. Yeah. You're a talented person. And then I took up another one who said, well, you made a couple of mistakes. I threw that one away. I said, okay, yeah, I know I did. Right. Okay. Yeah. Any other positive ones there? It's looking at some parts of your life I'm breathing today. The sun is yes, yeah. You want to go yeah. for a walk. Yeah, very simple stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Take a breath. I have yeah. a sister who cares enough about me to tell yeah. me that I need to go to a lifeboat. I have a son who cares. That's where it goes. And you can yeah. say, this is where it starts. Yeah. Yeah. These are the yeah. positive parts of my life. Yeah. 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 Okay, there's yeah. an awful lot of stuff. And it's trying to focus on that stuff rather yeah. than focusing on the Oh, this is an awful bad day. How many people does everybody listen to this know? Every time the conversation starts with them, it's negative. It's given out about people. Yeah. It's given out about Ryan Tuberty and all the money he stole. It's given out about yeah. the weather. We haven't yeah. never had as much yeah. rain in July as this yeah. year. Yeah. Uh, the traffic going into Galway was brutal this morning. My daughter is doing this. My son is doing that. And it's all negative. Yeah. And yeah. And yeah. they're bringing yeah. you down. I'd be saying, look, okay. You need to be careful about immersing yourself too much in that. Yeah. Have, listen to yourself. What yeah. do you want? What yeah. do you take joy from? Yeah. What would make yeah. you happy? Yeah. What makes you feel good about yourself? Yeah. It's clicking that and stopping that, those, as the Americans call them, those old paradigms that we have. Yes. How yeah. we should live. It's so easy we, to get yeah. dragged into that exactly. as well, you know. And so it's. Looking yeah. at the death notices first yeah. before, you know. Before you kind of look out and see, you exactly, know. Exactly. Yeah. There's a, you know, another day. And uh, like, yeah. we all have someone who care about us and we all have someone we care about. But the first yeah. person we need to care about is ourselves. Yeah. Okay. And that's yeah. a huge one. Yeah. Yeah. Forever. I think that's a good note to kind of start wrapping up on is yeah. that the first person we need to care about is ourselves it's mm -hmm. that self-care mm -hmm. and what you said earlier about accepting accepting where we're at not and that acceptance isn't that this is it mm -hmm. but it's just that self-acceptance yes 
that um, and, and reaching out for help. Yeah, and some There's days... two key messages there. Key, two key messages. And some days, we're, we're on a journey. And sometimes we decide that the journey we're on is not the one we want to be on anymore. Yeah. And that's what I encourage people to do. Yeah, yeah. And get on your journey, whatever, and bring with you in that rucksack that you're carrying around, with your yeah. life in it, bring what's appropriate now. Yeah. Not the stuff from the past yeah. that you don't need anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Lighten the load a little bit. Leave a bit of room for putting new stuff into it. Yeah, yeah. And away yeah. you go on your journey because we're not going to be around for too long. No, anymore. no, 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 no. That reminds me of a story from my past when I had a car accident in 2006. And I went from being a marathon runner to physically not being able to do anything yeah. and was told, you know, a very bleak prognosis. And a friend, a very close friend of mine said, timer starts now, I'll give you 10 minutes. To be the victim mm -hmm. right. and I looked at him and seriously mm -hmm. and I did the victim for 10 minutes he said time's up now right. what are you going to do and that was the start mm -hmm. of my recovery yes. so a kind of telling that story because yes. it ties into yeah everything that you're saying it's very important yeah about mindset mm -hmm. you know I think being a mindset coach is mm -hmm. an amazing mm -hmm. work to do mm. I find it amazing. It's you know, very rewarding. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's been really inspiring chatting mm. with you. Okay. Um, and, you know, is there anything that you want to add before we wrap up? I, I would just urge people. I see a big, there's a big shift. Uh, I've noticed it and maybe it's the way I'm putting stuff out myself consistently and constantly. But there is a big shift and a big lean towards, okay, maybe this is an area that we need to look at our lives. There is help. There is guidance and there is a, a, a bit of challenge at times, but definitely getting involved with somebody like myself is nothing but beneficial for those who yeah. decide that they want. Yeah, so it's investing in ourselves. And so if people want to check, get more information, Martin, Martin, about what you offer, it's the Mindset Coach, the website? It is, yeah. Well, I have uh, Mind Over Mountains. Yeah, I'm on Mind Over Mountains, I'm, sorry. I'm, yeah. I'm on Instagram, yeah. Yeah. the Mind Over Mind Mountains. Mind Over Mountains. Um, I have a website, uh, www.mindovermountains.ie. Uh, I'm on LinkedIn as well. Martino McDonough will find me on Facebook or LinkedIn. Yeah. And I'm on both of them as uh, Mind Over Mountains as well. That's yeah. great. Okay, so, so uh, we'll leave it at that and okay. hopefully we get to talk to you again. Thanks very much, right. Martin. Thank you. Well, I've really enjoyed talking with Martin Oak and I'm so grateful to him for sharing his story of coming from such a place of loss and, and struggle and a dark place to what he is doing now to being a life coach to helping others get unstuck and, and find a new mindset and I loved some of the, the steps that Martin Oak talked about the acceptance of where I'm at the gratitude for simple things and what can I control I can control my thoughts and reaching out for help to a friend very simple steps but not easy to take if you're coming from a very dark place um, Martin is somebody who has taken those steps his website is www.mindovermountains.ie I've got a lot of inspiration from talking to him and uh, I think you will as well and hopefully we'll have him on to chat to us again in the spring <laughs>